Hello, and welcome to the Antioch Fort Worth weekly podcast. At Antioch, our desire is to cultivate a passion for Jesus and his purposes on the earth. To connect with us in community, partner with us through giving, or visit on a Sunday morning, please visit AntiochFortWorth.com. We hope you enjoy this week's sermon from lead pastor Jamie Miller. Good morning. How's everybody doing? So you're probably, you're probably wondering what I'm doing with this lanyard on and this greeting card says, my name is, hello, my name is Nathan. But we were sitting in a planning meeting months ago, literally months ago, over here in the offices and there's about seven or eight of us there and we were, I was just like, I was trying to think, how can we organize this Nathan series and everybody's talking. It's one of those moments where you kind of go off and you're, they're talking, but I'm looking up into the corner of the ceiling and I start seeing these, a lanyard with all the different points of the weeks. And so this is actually literally the kids' lanyards. They've been going through this whole series. And so it starts off, and you can flash these up, and you can see actually what the, starts off with everything, you know, then is given. So everything I have is yours is given. That's the cross on there. You can see down at the bottom right hand part to share. And it's got the church on there. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago to share in and through the church, the, the wonderful riches of Christ and to multiply, you know, so there you've got the, the fish and the bread. We talked about that as well. I mean, it's amazing that that much organization came out of one little, <laughs> you know, and then this, this one today is what we're doing today. It's called grace. Everything is given to share and multiply is grace. And even on the kids little buttons, it has caris. Charisma, Eucharisto, those are the three graces, the dance of the graces that we're going to be talking about this morning. And so one of the cool things that happened uh, and that we're actually talking about in this message today is that Paul uses the, the, uh, the example of the Macedonians to encourage the Corinthians to generosity. He's like, look at these guys, man, they're just generous and everything. You do the same, you guys in Corinth. And so what we're going to do today is a few different times, we're going to have a couple of different videos. And this first one is we're going to get encouraged and stirred up by the faith of our elementary school students and kids and our youth. So y'all, man, check this out as we watch the youth and the elementary school together. Nathan Initiative is God asking me to step out in faith and become a kingdom person in the church. For me, it really just means I just really step out in my faith and just give all I have, whether that's time or my money. And yeah, just being the image bearer of Christ. Giving is loving and Jesus loves, so if I love Jesus, then I can give a lot. And my name is Nathan. Well, it means that I can do more and commit more time than I already do and like really accomplish way more than I have, which is really cool. To me, the Nathan Initiative means that I get to be part of something bigger than just me and what I desire. Um, I get to be part of God's mission to um, be more generous and part of his heart to be generous to other people. Yeah. Do you know Imaginex? They're like that big figures with like their different characters. And you said just give those to people. Because I have like, I have like a thousand of them. It's sort of like how 
We are able to trust the Lord. We give to Him by showing our faith, and then He gives us stuff that we need or that we want. Then we trust Him even more, and so it just keeps going in circles. So He was just telling me to volunteer. I mean, anything you can do to help, it helps. If it's tithing or just community service, picking up, that is what He was telling me. Well, yesterday I was making my bed, and now today I'm doing your work. Um, you've been teaching me about um, giving cookies to neighbors. I ate the last one a few days ago. <laughs> it was so good. I gave away my giraffe, but I don't know what it is. You know why my hair is not that long anymore? Because I got hair. Thanks. Wow. Fun stuff. Given from the heart. Um, gave up my giraffe. But I don't know where it is. It's great. Um, just the shout out to Iris McCain, man. I, just, I was sitting there listening. I saw these videos on Friday and I was just wrecked. You know, the, the next one's even, you know, it's just, it's more, uh, more. And uh, Iris McCain goes, it's like circles. And I was like, yes, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So Paul is talking to the Corinthians here in this passage that we're going to be looking at, really chapters 8 and chapters 9. Go ahead and open to 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 5. And really, this is our key verse for the whole series. They exceeded our expectations. They exceeded our expectations. They gave themselves first to the Lord and then by the will of God also to us. And so Paul is, he's, uh, he's encouraging by looking at the example of someone else. And you guys, our goal in all of this, we've said it over and over again, but it's our hearts. It's 100% engagement. That's what we're trying to reach, first of all, is the, is the discipleship goal. And not only does he use the Macedonians, but then he points in verse, uh, in verse 9, chapter 8, verse 9, to Jesus. First the Macedonians, then Jesus. But our example is Jesus Christ. You know the grace of our Lord Jesus, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, so that you through his poverty might become rich. So the, the whole thing is, he's going, hey, look at the Macedonians, look at Jesus himself, and now I want you, Corinthians, and that would be like us today, we're learning from the teaching that he's about to give, here in chapter 9, verse 6. So let's read through this together, if we, can, if we can here. Lord, open our eyes up. Help us to see what Paul, by the Holy Spirit, is saying to us uh, here today. Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each man should give what he has decided in his heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Can we all just kind of internally smile as we read that verse? For God loves a, a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound to you so that in all things and in all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work as it is written. He has scattered abroad his gifts to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed 
and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be made rich in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. This service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of God's people, but it is also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. Because of the service by which you have proved yourselves, men will praise God for the obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel of Christ and for your generosity in sharing with them and with everyone else. And in their prayers for you, their hearts will go out to you because of the surpassing grace God has given you. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. This is the word of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. So this incredible picture, this incredible teaching that Paul's giving to the Corinthians, but he also wants to, by God's grace, give it to us today. That's what's going on. This is Commitment Sunday for us. We've been kind of moving down this road, looking forward to this. It is, um, I'm really just, uh, I'm calm when I'm saying this, but it is a milestone in every sense of the word for us as a church. And so it's, a, it's an important day. It's, a, it's an Ebenezer day. It's a rock that we may not, you may not remember all the sermons that I preached down through the years, but we're going to remember what God did today. You know, so it's just a, it's a, it's a big deal. Our challenge in generosity is always and has been the fall. Straight up, sin. It's believing a lie about God. It's what started in the garden. It's what continues in our worst moments right now. It's believing a lie about God, that God's not good, that God's not enough, that God doesn't love us. And when we cut off that, 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 that way we were made to receive from God the fullness of His generosity, life, love, hope, grace, all of that, when we cut that off by believing a lie about Him, then it's, it, it, it stunts us and it shuts us down from being able to give ourselves. And so rather than seeing God as the generous host of the party, we nab a few appetizers and think we can, you know, go over here in the back room and hold on and, and hoard and that kind of thing. So God's calling us to more. In this passage, Paul is calling the Corinthians to more. One of the, one of the wealthiest uh, port regions in the New Testament, cities. And he's saying, hey, you guys have been blessed. Now I want you to be a blessing. I want you to, even the Macedonians, they're poor as they could be, but they gave generously out of overflowing hearts. So the main thing I'm trying to say today is this, in soundbite. God gives grace in abundance so that we can be generous in giving and join with others in the cycle of praise and thanksgiving. So, so here's the cycle of praise and thanksgiving. It works like this. God pours out grace and then, and then we're generous with what He gives. Rather than being a closed off dead sea of a, of a non-flowing kind of person, body of water, we receive and we let that flow out to others. The underlying Greek word in grace and in giving and in thanksgiving, it's all the same word, charis. Charis. So charis means grace in English. It's the Greek word charis means grace. And uh, charisma, you can hear the same word in there again, means gift or giving. And then thanksgiving is eucharista. Eucharista is, means thanksgiving. So God's pouring out grace. We're giving grace. And it results in grace and praise and thanksgiving to God. It just, it creates this incredible flow. I pulled out of the archives of ancient history of Antioch and Christ Fellowship back in the day, the original upward helix of growth slide 
I, I think, I think was about giving. So if you'll flash that slide up on the culture of generosity, and back in the day, it actually was animated. I'm not going to make it animate today, but uh, God pours out grace, and then we respond with generosity, which leads to thanksgiving, which leads to more experience of grace and generosity in our lives, and seeing the power of God flow in and through us, which leads to joy and life and love and hope, which leads to more grace being poured out. It is the upward helix of growth. That may be the first time I ever used that many, many years ago, long and far away. I just thought that was cool. I I did a generosity search on my computer and up pops that thing from a long time ago. So let's look at the dance of the graces here in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6. And the first one is this, the principle, verse 6. Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will also reap generously. So here's the way this thing works. And just by way of review, week one, it's the, pro, it's the father telling the, the older son, son, everything I have is yours. And then that next week, it's seeing that Jesus is given for us, but also seeing that the son, Jesus, he knows that er, the, everything the father has, he's put into my hands. He's given everything to me. Like he gets it. He gets what he's calling us to get. And that is, God's given us everything. He's given us his very self. He couldn't give anything more to bring us into rightness with him. The overflowing generosity and love of God, the grace of God, absolutely incredible. And, uh, you know, move that out of the way. So, so everything is given then to share. These unsearchable riches get distributed in and through the church. It's God's plan A. There's not a plan B for distribution. We back the trucks up in His unbelievable wealth. This unbelievable distribution center. Beep, beep, beep. Get filled up with the riches of Christ and then drive on out with these goods into the world. Distributing what God's given us. And then there's a multiplication effect that happens as we give our best. And so we say, Lord, this is what I have. This is what I have. I'm I'm putting it before you. And he takes it. He breaks it. He blesses. He multiplies what he gives. And here we are just expressing this principle. Sowing, you know, when we sow generously, we reap generously. When we sow sparingly, we reap sparingly. And so the, the, it's a kingdom principle. We touched on it last week, touching on it again this week. The second, uh, the second dance, the second aspect of the dance of graces here is the heart. And again, we've been hitting on this through the whole series. Each man should give what he's decided in his heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And again, there's, there's two aspects to this I want to hit, and that is be free. Like, be free, everybody. Be free. I speak freedom over you, Amen. not compulsion. Be free. Yeah. Just be absolutely free before God. But, but go before God. Really, Lord, show me. Speak to me. Lead me. Get, have your way in my heart. I know that's what you want. And, and as we walk on that journey together, guess what? He gives us a heart of joy in the process. You, we can't disconnect our hearts and generosity from discipleship. Just, I, I just want to be really clear. You can't disconnect that. They go together. They, they will always go together. And so this cheerful thing, uh, 
I remember years ago, I was just getting in ministry, and there's this uh, pastor, I was in a Bible study with this pastor up in Denton named Tommy Nelson at Denton Bible, and, uh, and I heard him talk about this passage, and he said, this underlying Greek word for cheerful, and this is the first time I'd heard this, is hilarion. <laughs> like it's literally, that's literally the Greek word, is hilarion. <laughs> Anybody know what that sounds like? That's yeah, that's hilarious. And so... Somewhere back in there, this is like 91 or something, and you know, we're in another complete church situation, hadn't planted this church yet, but Kim and I got a hold of this thing about being hilarious givers, being cheerful givers, and if you look at us, like we're old school, we still do the check in the bucket, I don't know how long it's going to last, but even if you don't do the check in the bucket, you do the online thing, grab your spouse's hand, uh, don't do your roommate, that'd be weird, you know, uh, but grab your spouse's hand or something and, and do something where you acknowledge the cheerful part of giving to the Lord as the buckets are passing or whatever. And we'll go and we'll, we'll literally say, we're so thankful and smile at each other. Or sometimes we'll go, hilarion. <laughs> and just, and so that's been our practice. All these, I, I encourage, I invite you into the heart of giving. It's an, it's another kingdom principle that's often hard to understand this part about uh, the heart, like when Jesus in Hebrews chapter 12, it says, for the joy set before him endured the cross. Like he goes through some really hard things, but he's got joy out there. And as we're living and laying down our lives for the gospel and for Jesus here in Fort Worth and being a part of his kingdom purpose. Yeah. I mean, sometimes we go through some hard stuff along the way. That's part of the journey. But there's joy set before us in this whole process. There's joy thinking about what's going to happen in and through this headquarters center right here to impact our city and to impact this, the state and the nation and the nations. I, I love all that stuff. Amen. So the third one then is the provision. Third aspect of the dance of the graces is provision. Verses, uh, verse 8. And God is able to make all grace abound to you so that in all things and at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Uh, we used to sing a song that made this, uh, that made this verse easy to memorize. God is, uh, God, God is able to make all grace abound to you. It was, a, it was an early 90s Hosanna Integrity song. Are they still around? I don't know. <laughs> Lots of real belly sounding keyboard things. I remember that. I'm a guitarist, so belly keyboards are not my favorite. Um, random, I'm going to move on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they're, they're not evil. They're just. <laughs> so here's the, here's the deal. Here's the way this works. God gives so that we can give. He blesses so that we can bless. I mean, that's what he said to Abraham. I'm going to bless you, and through you, you're going to be a blessing to the world. And that's just a kingdom way of thinking and living and understanding life and reality. We're blessed, not just to, just to be the dead sea of blessing, but we're blessed in order to bless others. To just We want to see that happen in our lives. Uh, you know, I just realized this past week, and this is kind of trippy, but I realized that God was giving me that Nathan word 23 years ago for what's going on right now. And it just, it blew my mind. Somehow I just had a, a moment of clarity, like God knew 
what we needed 23 years later. Like he spoke that word to me, Nathan, Jamie. And, but it was not just about then, it was about now. It was about what God's doing now. And he had, had no problem in knowing what we needed all and providing for us. That we needed a word that would hit me so hard that it would carry, you know, stay inside of me. And even though I thought it was just for me and had to have John Brown tell me, no, it's not just for you, it's for everybody, you know, that we needed that word. It was such a, such, speaking of John Brown, I'm going to get to see my brother. He's from, lives in Georgia. I'm going to get to see him and have, have a meal on, on Thursday. They're driving through. It's just awesome. And John would always say things like what I'm about to say right now. You know, God can do a lot with a little. More with less, and everything with nothing. And all of our stressed out living of life, He wants us to take who we are and all of our burdens and all the weights that we think it's not going to happen if we don't do it. And He wants us to give it to Him so that we'll see that it's not I, but Christ. Come on, man. I was uh, walking out, we had our, one of the vision nights uh, here, and was walking out with uh, Brandon and Deanna. I don't know if they're in this service, kind of newer folks in the last six months or so in the church, and, uh, and, and he's walking out, and he's got his head down, and he's smiling. I said, hey man, what's up? And, and he's going, I just, I can't believe it. I'm, you know, I, I saw Nathan flash up on the screens, and I just began to think like, wow, that's the name of my best friend, Nathan, Nathan Vassar. And back in 2012, my best friend sold you guys this whole building. And I'm going, dude, that's incredible. He goes, I know. Just, just another little serendipitous deposit of God saying, I've got you. I've got you, and I want you to remember this one day. And you're going to bring all these pieces together. It's going to be, it's going to be awesome. Next step there in the dances of the graces, kind of teaching dance moves here, is the flow. The flow, verse 9 to 11. As it is written, He has scattered His gifts, brought His gifts to the poor, and His righteousness endures forever. Now He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You'll be made rich in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. So this, this point about the flow is God wants us to, to keep things moving. Uh, again, it's, don't be Dead Sea people. The Jordan River flows into the Dead Sea and then it, it doesn't go anywhere. God wants us to be people that, that flow, that, that receive, but also are a blessing to others. I heard a story, uh, I heard a story this past week about last Sunday night, somebody was filling out their commitment cards. So these, this is what we're turning in in just a minute, these commitment cards. And somebody was filling this thing out and they, they got a word from the Lord what their number was supposed to be. And they were like, yes. And then they said, let's pause one more time, just make sure this is good. And they waited on the Lord. And they heard they were supposed to add another significant number that was a challenge to them. And so they went for it. They said, okay, Lord, amen. We're going to trust you. And then one of them goes then the, the next day to the office 
And her boss called her in and said, uh, hey, I just want to let you know, uh, we're able to do Christmas bonuses this year, and this is what the number's going to be. And it was the, <laughs> it was the exact amount of that challenge gift that was over and above. Isn't that fun? So just the, what I love about that is it's a promised gift and then a promised bonus. And, you know, I don't know how it's all going to work just for everybody, but just there is a, there is a promise of flow. As we're releasing what God gives, there's a promise that he's going to take care of us. He's able to make all grace abound to us. And it's like this, you know, we don't consume, let me say it this way. Farmers don't, they don't eat all their seed. So, and I'm not speaking from experience. I always have to do the disclaimer about farmers. But, uh, but the way I understand it is they get this massive harvest and then they save some aside for, the, for sowing next year, for sowing the crop, you know? And so, uh, you know, so, so they, but they don't eat all of that. And in the same way, we don't eat all of the resources. We don't consume all the resources that come to us. We live below our means so that we can be generous when it's time to be generous. So that we can sow and keep that flow going in our lives and in and through us as a church and in and through us in our private giving and to missions and all the different stuff that we do. Amen. So that's the flow. The next piece there then is the connection. The connection in verses 12, 13, and 14. This service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of God's people, but it is also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. Because of the service by which you have proved yourselves, men will praise God for the obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel of Christ and for your generosity in sharing with them and with everyone else. And in their prayers for you, their hearts will go out to you because of the surpassing greatness, uh, grace that God has given you. So the point here is that when we give to others, it creates connection in our hearts. It creates connection in our hearts with people. It creates connection, more connection in our hearts to God. It creates more connection in our hearts with the church. It connect, creates more connection with people that we're generous with. I mean, how many times have you ever been given a gift in, in some way in your life and you're just like, praise God, I needed that at this moment. I mean, and it happens in all different kinds of ways. Encouragement, time, money, all these different things where God brings grace into our lives and it results in thanksgiving for what God has done, what He's doing. And I just want to say what we're about to do in just a minute here, think about our connection with people that we don't know. You know, God blessed Abram and He said, I'm going to be a blessing through your family. And then there's, you run down the generations and there's somebody that's res, gets, getting in on that blessing. And then down the generations some more, there's somebody, other people that are getting, and ultimately down to us, and we're getting in on that blessing. And we're continuing to release that through us. And there's going to be people down the line that we don't even know that are going to find Jesus here in this place and find Jesus in Fort Worth. And it's not just us in this congregation. It's all the congregations that are trying to do the same thing that we make up the church in the city in Fort Worth. <sighs> it's incredible. We get in on this. We get to get in on this. The connection with others and with God and what He's doing. His purposes in the nation and the nations of the earth. And the last piece there is the cycle. Thanks be to God for His indescribable gift. It's absolutely incredible, you guys, what He's done. It's all the above. It's, it's, the, it's, it's all those words I was using. The principle, the heart, the provision, the flow, the connection. All of that is grace and giving and thanksgiving. The dance 
the dance of the graces together, working in a way that brings praise and glory and honor to God. Here's the challenge. God wants every one of us, 100% of us, that are called Antioch home, to, and, and even if you've got a different church home, He wants you involved in this. He wants us all participating. You can't drag your heart along behind you in discipleship to Jesus. Your heart goes where your treasure is. It just goes there. That's just Matthew 6. It's a principle. And so, you know, I just want to say this is, I don't want to overstate this, but this is, this is part of knowing salvation. It's part of knowing real life. It's what salvation means, life. It's part of knowing real life. And can I just gently and with love, with a big smile, say this, this is not about someone else. It's not about somebody else. It's about you. It's about me. It's about us. It's about all of us that are wanting to be followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. And He's calling us. He's inviting us. Just imagine... I, mean, I know we're doing some vision stuff, but I mean, imagine what would happen if everybody was engaged in this little piece of the body of Christ called Antioch was all in. What would happen? I mean, we, by God's grace, and that's what He's inviting us into, is change the world. Let's change the world. My kingdom is here. It's not fully yet here, but it's here. And express it. Express it. Express that love, life, blessing, grace. Peace, joy, salvation, all of that stuff. Now we saw a little bit in the youth and elementary video about what God did on their commitment day, which is last week and about 10 days ago. And a couple weeks ago, we had an advanced commitment night. A lot of our leaders were there and stuff, and we're about to see a video of what that looked like. Put on your seatbelts, super encouraging. Let's check it out. We pray that tonight, Father, that you would be known in this place, God, as we are trailblazers in the Spirit, Father, of making a way for others to come to know you, Father, in this place, 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 years from now, that they would come into this house right here, Father, and encounter you and meet you. So, Lord, would you fill us up? Would you meet with us tonight? And would tonight be a holy moment? In your name we pray. The Nathan initiative to us is, is more than brick and mortar. It's about God's eternal purposes. Releasing our hearts to God and uh, sowing into His kingdom and expecting a harvest. The Lord is really changing my perspective on um, going from a heart of poverty and like living out of this poverty mentality to living out of abundance and knowing that I'm a child of God and I get to live out of abundance. Through the Nathan initiative, the Lord's been teaching me um, about how he's a provider and he's been uprooting fear in my life and in my heart about um, financially it's just been like saving and money's been like oh like what if this happens and what if this happens especially being a college student and only working like over the summers and over breaks but the Lord has just really spoken to me like you don't have to worry about tomorrow like tomorrow's going to worry about itself and like I'm gonna get you and I'm gonna cover you and I'm gonna provide for you like the birds and like the flowers they don't worry about what they wear and like they don't worry about where their next meal is going to come from, and like I still take care of them. The Nathan Initiative is sort of submitting our entire lives to God 
at as a sacrifice and worship. Uh, Paul says in Romans 12 to submit ourselves as a living sacrifice, uh, which is pleasing and acceptable to God. And to me recently, just creating a life of worship and having just every aspect of my life, not just finances or what I do in public, but just like even the mundane things, creating that and making that into a worshipful space and really giving every aspect to God. For me, it means to be just, the Lord has freely given to us, and so we are called to freely give back to Him. And for us, we have been in a lot of debt moving from Hawaii to Fort Worth, and we never were ever, we never gave it at that 10% level, and the Lord has really called us to give at that 10%. And for us, it's a huge push being in so much debt, but we, the Lord has changed our heart, and we are so happy to give it back to Him, and just to see what He's going to do in this time, two years, and even beyond. Um, for our family and what he has called for us, what he's called for Antioch in Fort Worth, in the state of Texas and around the, around the world. Um, and we are just excited to be a part of it. Yeah. And um, just so very thankful. Well, growing up, like going to church and stuff, tithing or giving to the church was more of just like, let's put the money in the bucket and pass it on. And when Jamie brought up the Nathan Initiative, it just was something that like really stirred in my heart with the idea of like giving to the church and glorifying the Lord rather than just feeling like doing it out of obligation. Um, and just the factor too, like being a college student, being able to give to the church in like that capacity of like pouring into others and giving just time and serving the Lord through that as well. Talked about saying that you know they had a number in their head. I felt like the Lord just put a different number on both of our hearts and. You know, wrote it down, texted it to each other, and uh, yeah, she had uh, written out the same amount. For our kids who wanted to join in, Kate um, wanted to share a verse and she wrote it out. <laughs> she wrote it on the wall. Outside? Uh, outside of the church, because she wasn't clear on the instructions, <laughs> but it was Proverbs 17, 17. What is that verse? A friend loves at all times. That's right. So we're excited to see the new friendships that will be made. <laughs> new building um, in this season. The Nathan Initiative is just a new way to reshape what I think of generosity. Um, it's really just changed how I view like tithing in regards to it's not always having to be money because as a college student I don't have a job, <laughs> like I don't have a salary, so what I can really give is my time and energy to people. And I can remember sitting in this cafeteria with my family and just thinking about how God just showed me then, when I was a little girl, that he was going to use me in a powerful way to make his kingdom and his glory and his, his presence known to many people. And here, full circle, we're back here doing it, living it, breathing it. It's all about him. It really is a thin place between heaven and earth. It's a holy moment. God, we're still trying to figure out who we are and what you have for us, but we know we want to start off saying that we're all in. Okay, amen. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, guys, come on up. Uh, what we're going to do right now is, uh, it's powerful, you know, just I'm, I'm hearing so many just testimonies of how God is speaking to people and what that's meaning to them and how that's stirring faith in their hearts. And I just want to encourage all of us to go on this, on this journey together. What we're going to do right now in the next 
four or five minutes or so is just take a, a we've got plenty of time this morning, and so I want to just take a, a, a bit of time here for a reflective moment. You might get your cards out. Some of you guys have come ready, and you already know what you're going to be putting in the box here in just a minute. And, uh, but other, just, and if, you do, if you know that, then just take time to pray. Seek the Lord. And for others, there's some of us, we've, we've come up with numbers and we go, you know, this is the safe number, and, but we also know there's a courageous number out there that God might be calling us to. Or there's a, there's a human number and there's a God number where it takes more faith and it takes more stirring and trusting and believing. And, and it's, uh, I'll just say for us, what God's led us to a couple of years ago, if you'd have told us, we'd just gone, what? And yet we're excited, you guys. There's joy in our hearts because our hearts really are given to what God's doing in and through the church. It's His plan A. No matter what we think about it, it's Jesus' plan A. It's what He's building. And uh, so I want to just encourage us here is just take some time, pray, seek the Lord. You might pray together if you came with your spouse or roommate or something. And uh, let's just press into the Lord here. I'll come back up for right now. Just stay seated. And we'll come up in a minute and we'll, I'll, I'll give us some further instructions about putting our cards in. But uh, Father, just meet us during this time in the name of Jesus. Give us grace to hear from You. Give us joy in the process. Give us a heart that wants to keep the flow going of Your grace and giving and thanksgiving. In Jesus' name, Amen.